Hey, Sean. Yes, Ray. Had some bad news. What's that? I am probably taking a step back from the podcast to become a fighter pilot. <laughs> I saw Top Gun. I, I can't blame you after I saw it as well. I can't blame you. And I don't think that there's anything I'm more well-suited for. What makes you... I don't know what happens in your brain that you watch Top Gun and you went, I could do that. Yeah. See, I'm the type, I get impressed by something and I'm like, wow, that takes a lot of, even the stunts involved in the thing. Because as you know, the new Top Gun, they were flying those planes. They had the actors oh. in the back of the planes. and Well, TC can actually fly a plane. I know. I don't think, yeah, like the fact that you think you have like Tommy Cruise. Uh, um, well, that's why I need to take a step back from everything in my life to really focus on my flying career. Is this your way of telling me you're becoming a Scientologist? I, dude, I, I saw one of those temples in LA and like legitimately told my boy, I was like, yo, you got to keep me away from there because I will become one in minutes. Really? I'll walk past. You'll see me a day later. I'm wearing a fucking robe. <laughs> you don't even have robes, but you just put one on. Yeah. You're like, Ray, we told you we don't have robes. You're like, no, no, no. It's okay. It just says Scientologist on the back. There isn't a robe. Like just a boxing a- robe. <laughs> I'm looking like, like instead of Italian stallion, it just says Scientology. <laughs> They're like, we're not even a robe type of cult. <laughs> Just Thetan superstar on the back, whatever those things are called. Thetans? Aren't they Thetans or th- Th- Thespians? No, no, that's no Thespian is an actor. Oh, okay. Lesbian is a a homosexual gay woman. woman. And then <laughs> Thetan is what they deal in that Scientology, those those like it's like those little nano, like the, the power. It's basically their holy spirit, I think. Oh. A yeah, thetan. Thetan. and then, and then like, you have like a, th- like a thetan level or something like that. I forget. I watched a couple of those documentaries. I watched the Leah Remini. Oh, I had the biggest crush on her. Same here. From yeah. but from what was your crush from? King of Queens. Mine was from Saved by the Saved Bell. Saved by the Bell when she was uh, working for Stacy Carosi. Oh wow, that what a pull! I pulled that out of the freaking air just now. Yeah, she was a babe. She's still a, she was still a babe in that documentary. She she is, and then she had the TV show. Uh, after the fact, and then I watched the Paul Haggis documentary. It's pretty crazy. The craziest part about the Paul Haggis one is the fa- the guy who worked for them that was like shutting them down, and then now he's like out and he's like blowing whistles. He was the security guy that was following oh. them, and then later on, either in I think he ended up in Leah's show. I forget the guy's name. He's very distinct looking, and he was like part of the like the the Men in Black, but for Scientology. What's that on? Uh, might be on HBO Max. I'm gonna have to watch that. Oh, you should. It's called Going that. Clear. It's based off a book. Maybe I'll. Maybe if I watch more of that, I'll be less likely to join. I would hope so, dude. Yeah. And it's it's kind of insane. Seems like a solid career move, though. I, mean, I don't know about now. Tom Cruise is doing very well. But Scientology is, dude. Here, here's the thing. Maverick, Top Gun Maverick is so good. It can erase all the damage that <laughs> Scientology has done for Tom Cruise. Like, like it made me go. Now that's a movie star again. There he is, Tommy Cruise. This is like back in the day, Tom Cruise. I wonder how long it would take me to learn how to fly one of those if I really put my mind to it. Three years? Four years? I, uh, no, I think that's like a... Don't they have to go to... You go to like flight training? They probably get, they go to like flight training school and then they have to be enlisted in the, in the military, the Air Force, and then learn that stuff there and then they go on from there. So you're probably talking like seven years. The thing that I don't like about it is it would feel like I was suffocating while I'm flying. Yeah, then I would advise you not 
You can't. You can't. I don't think you can be a fighter pilot if you have claustrophobia. Oh. <laughs> seems like. Uh, seems like you're trying to kill my dreams. <laughs> I've had this dream for almost a full week, <laughs> and here you are just to try to shut it down in one minute of a podcast. I will say this though. Uh, moving on. Tan King Summer. It is Tan King Summer. Uh, those of you that are watching any of the clips of this may notice that uh, Sean and I are both a couple shades darker. <laughs> uh, and for me, that is a regular white. That yeah. is, a, that is <laughs> a couple shades darker for me is an off white. You look a, Polish. That's it. <laughs> I just look jaundiced. Yeah, this is not a filter we're using. Yeah. These are our actual skin tones as uh, me and me and. Uh, Shawnee boy did, uh, we got a spray tan. We got a spray tan, and I'm so pale that I went from pale to hepatitis C. (laughs) (laughs) It looks good on you. It looks, it does look good. She did a fantastic job. Let's give a shout out to our new best friend, Rose. Uh, She has a business in Astoria, Queens called Tanning by Rose. If you're in the area and need a spray tan or other stuff, they had so much stuff at this place. I think she does like, Body toning, which I don't know what that is. Her butt husband. facials. Butt facials. That's only for women, creeps. So if any of you dudes are thinking of getting your butt faced, look somewhere else. And a butt facial is like where they just make your butt appear beautiful. Look pretty. Yeah. Pretty butt. But even when we were waiting, like I was waiting for you to get your tan and you were in, did you notice they had like a display with like G strings? Yeah. And like all like very like scantily clad type hey. uh, paraphernalia. Take a look. <laughs> <laughs> You're just wearing a G-string. You're like, I got one, Bozo. You're like, dude, did you steal that? <laughs> Those people were very nice to us. They were so nice to us. And you're running around in a G-string. And I will say this. I went into it thinking, not that, I think if you if you make the wrong, I, I could have made the wrong choice and it would have been funnier. Yeah. But I'm kind of kind of glad that I just went with a normal shave. Because it still looks different. Like after we did it, like I even I even pulled my shorts up too high so that there's a comparison. Like the bottom part of my belly was like, yeah, like, 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 like a beached whale, <laughs> and then the top part looked like George Hamilton of my, it my torso. Good. It looked good. Well, the 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 thing was is we are we're going to be releasing some video of us getting the spray tans. Um, it's our been our hot dude training. It's going to make us a lot more comfortable in our own skin. You want to be a brand new jerk, you got to go to hot dude training. We have a bunch of different uh, activities planned for hot dude training. Yesterday was spray tans. Nothing worse than an ugly jerk. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. But we went into it with the idea of, hey, we're going to get a funny video of us looking really silly after getting these spray tans. But what ended up happening, we both just kind of look a little better. <laughs> a little tanner. Yeah. We look healthier. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it look like we've been out in the sun. I look like I, I left yesterday looking like a construction worker. Like, yeah, you did. Yeah. That's my ideal look. Construction worker? Hot construction worker. Like just a manly, like tan dude that like works outside. He's a little dirty, but like a good kind of dirty. <laughs> a good kind of dirty. He's writing right a romance novel right now. Like and his <laughs> member was pulsating through his <laughs> denim. Um, I agree. I think that's for guys who look like us. That's all we can kind of hope for. And right now, I'm enraged because there's a dude. I have to say this. There's a okay. guy that lives behind us, behind me, and we can probably hear it on the freaking podcast. And he cuts his hedges about 15 hours a day. And he, he just has a little balcony with a couple of plants. There's not even that much, and he's still doing it. He's been really? doing it for hours. And all I want to—I've never wanted to commit murder more. 
than this guy doing this. Let's go kill him. Let's go kill him. If it happens again, we're shutting the window. Okay. Maybe okay. That Sorry about that. Anyway. We don't have to cut that. I, I love it. I love I love raw. I love the raw experience <laughs> of a podcast. <laughs> just especially how I just spit on you when I said that. I love the raw experience of a podcast. But I so we're we're getting the tans and, and maybe you'll see this on the video. Uh I wanted to go comically tan. Yes. Then I realized there's a problem with when a white dude tries going comically tan. In the biz, Ray, we call that an optics problem. Yes. We call that a uh, stay-in-your-lane situation where uh, absolutely uh, you, we could have ran into a problem. with the, We could have gotten canceled before we were even a well-known podcast. Cancelable, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have been. Because I wanted to just look really, like, tan and people to be like holy shit what did you do like i saw you just yesterday but then i worried that they would be like is he fucking doing blackface yeah i know it's you could run that risk because especially if like we put a picture of it online people might be like oh that might have been the point of the joke which it was is not even a little bit i thought about doing hulk if they had like a green tint well you know what's funny is when we first got there you said that you're like do you have a green and then she was like, oh, and, and the woman, is, is she's Spanish, and she was like pointing to her underarm. She's like, oh, I have the green. She's like, we couldn't understand what she was saying. Yeah. But what she meant was, if you kept your deodorant on during it, you have to wipe off your deodorant, because if you keep it on, your, your underarms turn green. That it would turn green. Well, like, well, that's... Like Kimberly's hair in different strokes. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the same science. I think, I think she thought that I was an expert. And I was like, hey, do we got to wipe off so it doesn't turn green? And she's like, oh, this isn't this... This isn't this cool cat's first rodeo here. Um, no, right, exactly. Oh, you think she thought you knew that? When in actuality, you were just asking, Yeah. Hey, can you make me the Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like a, I'm like a 10 year old. I want to be the Hulk. I don't even want to be 10. I'd rather be the Hulk. My dad said I can't be the Hulk. <laughs> we, we go from her giving us spray tans to her just painting her faces like we're at a kid's <laughs> birthday party. I want to be Spider-Man. Like, oh. <laughs> Me and you fighting over who's Spider-Man? No, I already said first I want to be Spider-Man. Sean can't be Spider-Man too. I, um, but, you know, I absolutely think that... Uh, that we should go back and get those G-strings. Is that what you were going to say? A hundred percent. No, it was... Do you, let me ask you this. Going into it, was it the experience you thought we'd have? No. Same here. It was actually, a, I don't want to say this, but it wasn't as silly. It was kind of cool. It was cool. To see that. Also, the other thing we figured out after, were you nervous while it was happening? 100%. I was really nervous. I, I, I didn't think I would be. I don't even want to see the, the, the video, like the full raw video, because uh, Lex, who was great, filmed the whole thing for us. Awesome guy. Yes, Lex Adams. Yeah, I was nervous while it was happening for multiple reasons. Uh, one, I was worried it was going to get in my eyes. I was worried I was gonna, it was going to get in my mouth. I was worried I was just going to mess it up and have a bunch of weird blotches. And then I was also like, Man, how fucking fat do I look <laughs> standing there? <laughs> I, I felt the same way. I was like, I have a melted candle body going on here. And can she please airbrush me on some abs? Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be great. That's the adult version of the kid's face painting, but it's abs to make you look better. I felt like the whole time I was getting sprayed, I looked like, uh, when you like are stepping into a pool that's cold, like uh, that, that like that, like ha 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 face. Okay. Like, was it the, cold on you? 
No, it wasn't cold. I just felt like the nerves made me look like I was going into a pool. Have you ever worn those underwear? Underwear like that? What kind? Like a like a G- like, like a, a thong? thong. Have you ever worn a thong? No. Honestly, I tell you, would you? Yeah, I think you? I put one on as a goof, like at a girl's I, place. I feel you got to be at a certain point to do that, body wise. I'm not at that point. I've never been at that point, but I just thought it was a funny goof. I think it's hilarious. It's probably why she doesn't talk to me anymore. They feel. <laughs> She's like, it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. She's doing a podcast right now talking yeah, about, about that. It. <laughs> just so, this, so this fat asshole puts on my G-string. It's called rain a thong yeah. <laughs> That's the whole pod. The whole pod is just that. 16 hours of episodes. <laughs> the whole season about me and a thong I, man, I, yeah, I would like probably give kids, like, well, I was about to say give kids nightmares with me and a thong, but I'm like, why would I be showing kids me and a thong? I, hey, I don't know. You said it, buddy. <laughs> Did, uh, what, what, what kind of draws you wear? Oh, uh, well, I used to be a big boxers guy. I was only tidy whitey guy up until the age of like, I think I got boxers pretty soon into my life cycle. Like I, I got, I don't know, maybe like 12, I started wearing box, boxers. You still a boxers guy? No, boxer briefs. Me too. Boxer I briefs think are the boxer most briefs, they are now like the staple, I think, for 100%. For our underwear, for guys. Have you ever tried to wear tidy whiteys again? I. No, I. I feel like I tried them out, but I, I, I man, had like one pair of them and then just completely stopped. They're brutal. Yeah, and they're not healthy for you. Isn't there like a motility with sperm thing with the tidy whities? That's I, why boxer briefs work out so well because it it's not like like when you're in boxers, if you get the wrong size, it's like pantaloons. They're coming out like you're wearing an adult diaper on uh, underneath your uh, jeans. I could probably use a little less potency but it's oh, it's the thing where i think that they they sculpt your package well because my dad used to wear tidy whites and so do mine it's weird i think there was a certain age because i wonder when that when i'm gonna age into tidy whiteies but i don't think i ever will i don't think i would no i, I think, think it's you generational born in the 60s i think it's generational yeah i think like our parents they like our dad even even though they're difference in age your dad's younger than my dad would be now um but I think it's it was like, I, it was almost like cigarettes, like they didn't. There's a lot of information they didn't have back then. So yeah. like wear tidy whities and then around in the 90s or like late 80s, they were like, hey, tidy whities mess with your sperm count. Every dude is like, hey, you can't mess with. Hey, I gotta. Uh, hey, my boy's gotta move. You know, hey, fruit of a loom. Keep yeah. your hands off my jizz. <laughs> no thanks. Um, I, yeah, but I don't think that I don't think it like shrinks your package. It just makes no, no, no. It's not a size thing. It's it's literally like you can you it can make you infertile. Well, I made a mistake. If you have two, if they're too tight, I think. First time, I, quick story here. First time I ever came to New York, I I used to do this thing where anytime I would go out of town for more than two days, I would just buy a new pack of underwear, and that would be my trip underwear. Um, and I accidentally bought regular briefs. And oh really? And it was a hot New York summer. <laughs> I didn't know about New York summers then, and like being on a train. And I, I put them on, and I was like, "Yo, these fit kind of nice. They, you know, they scalpel Hank pretty well." And uh, rank the Hanks. Rank the Hanks. <laughs> That's like number three hundred. <laughs> that doesn't even. But <laughs> Jesus. But I put them on, and dude, I was like, "Okay, these work." I think I've, I'm. 25, 26, I've aged into 
tidy whites or briefs. They were like orange. They were they were cute colors and stuff. But I wore them out in that heat. And buddy, the digging, the uncomfortable. I was never more uncomfortable in my entire life. Oof. It was like it was just, was it like a was it like a Brazilian rainforest? No, it was like a Brazilian man just holding my balls as hard as he could all day. And just you just felt it. Yeah, I felt it every step step of the way. It was like digging into my like, you know, my thighs. Yeah, that's another reason I used not to wear them. I think I think also now that I think about it, our dads probably wore tidy whities because maybe boxer briefs weren't even a thing. Yeah, Box, boxers have been a thing for years and years. They had nowhere else to go. They had nowhere else to go but briefs because there was no in the middle. Speaking of speaking of my tidy white wearing father, uh, shout out Paul. He got. I posted a clip from last week's episode, and it got a lot of comments on it. The clip about my dad and making me and my brother fight his friend's kids. Yeah, and not an uncommon thing apparently. Yeah, people were commenting with some pretty disturbing stuff on the TikTok video. The most disturbing. Is and and I want to. So just to backtrack, the story yeah. was your dad. He gave you and your brother boxing gloves, and then had you fight the neighbor kids, or said, "Hey, go use these and, and fight." And then your dad and his friends started betting on who was going to win win the fight. Yeah, yeah. So the the wild thing was, is a lot of people said, "Yo, I had that. I had that same experience. Uh, my uncles used to do that to me." But I saw multiple people say that used to happen at my daycare. That's criminal. At this point, like that's insane. Do you think? I think like, that's your worse. dad doing it. I think it's way worse. With the yeah, at least he owned me. And on top of it, if you were like, what would have happened if you were like, Dad, that's stupid. We're not doing it. It wasn't like he was. You were sold into it. Like you were. You were fighting for your brother's freedom or something. <laughs> that's true, but that's also <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's like uh, like um, oh, Into the Furnace. What was it called? That movie was oh, Out of the Furnace. Out of the Furnace. Great flick. Yeah. It was filmed in like the neighborhood I grew up in. Oh, I think you told me that. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Unbelievable. It's very depressing. Yes, but it's really, really good movie. But you, if you would have been like, if you and your brother were like, this is dumb, let's stop, your dad would have been like, all right, nah, whatever. Yeah, he wouldn't care. Right. But at the daycare, and it's like you're a position of authority and you work there and you're having other people's kids fight each other for money or whatever was going on, that seems, that's abusive. If I was running a daycare and I, and I get, sent you a text and said, Hey, Sean, we're doing kid fights today. You want to come watch? I would be... Would I go, you're saying? Yeah. No, because I would be... like it, oh, My real answer? Yeah. No, I'd be grossed out. Would you report me? Because there are two rules what? of this podcast. <laughs> What's that? Huh? What are the rules? You keep your mouth shut, <laughs> and you never rat on your friends. <laughs> Our podcast you just did does, the wrong movie rules. Our podcast <laughs> does not run by Fight Club rules, like you might think from the story last week. Yeah, it runs by Goodfellas rules. Goodfellas rules. Yeah, always give your mouth shut, and you never out on your friends. Also, R.I.P. Ray Liotta. This, this podcast is dedicated in memory of Ray Liotta. Do you? I feel a full-on connection to Ray Liotta because of how many times I've watched Goodfellas. Me too. It was. Really devastating to hear because the guy was young, 67. And his name's Ray. And his name's Ray. Yeah. It's a good Ray. That's a good Ray to have. He's a top five Ray. Yeah, he is. So definitely RIP, but 
it's one of those ones that hits you when they're famous because I'm like, oh my god, I I watched you so many times on on this one role. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, totally. That and Field of Dreams, two movies I watched a lot. Oh my god, that's the other thing about Field of Dreams where it's like, I don't think there has been a moment that last. Have we talked about uh, that last scene? Doesn't get me. Never. But the, the, it's because it sounds like it should be a scene that on your fifth watching of it, you're like, I know it's coming. It's very cliche. It's become a trope. It's corny. And then, sure enough, it pops on, and I am like, oh. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I don't know what that was, the sound that was, but, you know, I'm, like, you fighting back tears. I, <laughs> if you, because you think Ray Liotta, you're so attracted to Ray Liotta. Yeah, he's such a gorgeous man. Well, you know, initially, and this would have ruined the movie for me, I think initially they didn't have the, hey, dad. I think they just said, you want to have a catch. Really? That's what I heard. Oh, he ad-libbed, hey, dad? I don't think he ad-libbed it. I think they added it after. And because the, the, the hey, dad's so powerful because it is the recognition of it being his dad. And his recognition as well. Yeah. Like, like that's, you, yeah, man, yeah, you would have not ruined the scene, but it wouldn't have been as powerful of a scene minus those two words. Do you know how my dad would have responded? Huh? Why don't you get your dick beaters away from me? <laughs> that's what he used to call my hands. And in fairness, they were dick beaters. <laughs> and, and hey, guess what? Still are. Well, the left one is. In business. 30 years in business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started cranking at three. <laughs> He's been jerking. Well, I'm sure I was yanking on it when I was a little boy anyways. I think you know. that just happens. I think that's par for the course with a lot of people. Oh, you know me. Um, but no, absolutely. Uh, that's crazy that you said. I didn't know that about the Hey Dad thing. Yeah. That's insane. But, you know, they think Maverick doesn't really have any lines like that, but it has it's, the, the goose connection in, in Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, is pretty. Like, I almost cried during Top Gun. Did you? Yeah, at the end with, with the, him and the kid. Oh, yeah, that was pretty emotion. It was definitely emotion. Absolutely. Oh, we, don't have, we don't have time on the episode to add the <laughs> and all. Um, I have. I have a story. I have a dad story that we're talking about dad stuff that uh, I've told you before, but not on the show. Uh, and and we're talking about movies, so it kind of fits in perfectly. Oh shit! I um, <laughs> I think there's like, it's 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 always a weird dynamic when somebody in the conversation like doesn't get something, but you, but if you brought that up to them, you'd be calling them stupid. Like like that's got to be weird. <laughs> we are dealing with somebody who like didn't get something. But if you were to say it, you can't correct them because then you're like, what are you, a moron? You didn't get right? So It's mean. It's mean. It's super mean. But you're not trying to be mean. You, you would have been mean by default, right? So, oh, shit. Um, I, uh, my dad, after he, he was, he was like a, a jail guard at Rikers Island Prison for like years and years, right? And then he, he retired. And after he retired, he was doing like a security job at some like apartment complex. And it was right when Pulp Fiction came out. It was like 95 or whatever it was. Yeah. And he worked with this dude. And to give you... There's two stories with this guy. To give you an idea of... The guy was kind of a dopey guy. He was a young guy at the time. He's probably like my age now, a little bit older. But he was like working as a summer job probably or something. But to give you an idea of this guy's mental acuity, uh, he brought my dad brought up wrestling to him one time. Or... or where he brought up WWF to my dad. And my dad goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I remember. 
he goes, I used to go with my son all the time because I was already older. I was not going to wrestling events, right? And my dad goes, I used to go all the time. That's a Coliseum with my, with my son. And he goes, as a joke, my dad goes, you know, it's fake, right? Because this is years ago where people, kayfabe was like the real thing. Like people didn't realize it was fake. Like way more people. So he goes, you know, it's fake, right? And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And he took a beat and he goes, but not the big matches, though. <laughs> like WrestleMania and stuff like that. He was like, they wouldn't do that to us. They wouldn't do it. Not the, not the big matches, though. Right? I know the Intercontinental Championship match. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna rig that. But Hogan and Andre the Giant, they were going toe-to-toe. Yeah, Saturday Night Made Event, that's rigged till the cows come home. But... Yeah, if you get Royal Rumble, never in a million years. <laughs> you can't rig that. How do you rig it? <laughs> so that's so that like, guy. So you already knew wrestling was fake at the time. You yeah, did. well, I a, did. And this is a story my dad told. This is how much I knew it. I was like young. I was like 16 or whatever I was when this happened. And my dad came back and told me the story. Like, this fucking moron <laughs> just said this. So that was one story from the guy. And the <laughs> other one that I'll never forget is right when Pulp Fiction came out, and the guy, my dad must have been like, hey, I just saw Pulp Fiction. It was great. And the guy goes, yeah, I thought it was great too. He goes, the only thing I didn't get was, how did John Travolta come back to life at the end? Of, of, of. So at that point, you just don't understand like the pacing of narrative of movies. Like If a movie isn't just from beginning to end, and it jumps around a little bit, you can't comprehend that. There would be nothing more fun than watching that movie with him for the first time. <laughs> that would like he by de facto just had a twist ending, and but, yeah. he, but he wasn't even paying attention to the real movie. He's like, he's like, like the twist ending, like when Travolta he just comes back from the dead, zombie Travolta comes out <laughs> at the end of Pulp Fiction. Why would Tarantino have brought John Travolta back from the dead? To just get sprayed with a hose and take a <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's the most anticlimactic twist ending ever. Yeah. But it's also a thing like, do you think he saw other movies, this guy, and just didn't get when things were a little bit off, off kilter? Like, he saw Usual Suspects, and he, wasn't, he didn't get that. He was like, yeah, but how, you know, Kevin Spacey was handicapped, and then he wasn't at the end. How did he, how did he kill himself at the last 10 seconds and, of the movie? And didn't that cop... Did he come back to life? Because I know he died at the end of a Bronx tale. <laughs> it's so insane. Like, like that must he must just at that point, if you're saying that, you just don't understand stories. No. Yeah. And it, and it's like, what in the vibe of that movie would have made you think it was normal for John Travolta to just come back to life? Um, nothing, <laughs> nothing, but it's also a thing where it's like, okay, I can get, if it's like, it, I know it's told, you know, a lot of movies weren't told that way at that point. It was supposed to be a novel, like come off like a novel or whatever it is, but you get it. By the end of the movie, of you get it. By that point, by the time John Travolta dies, you get it. So like, you have no business watching movies if you're telling somebody, I don't get how John Travolta came back. At the end. I don't know which story's worse for that guy. But the seriousness of going, (laughs) yeah, no, no, I know it's fake, but not the main event. (laughs) Not the big match. But it's like, like, 
for my dad, imagine being my dad and being like, oh, where you're like, oh, you're just not that oh, bright of a ball. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Best line I've ever heard, one of my friends said this, and it's about human beings in general. And maybe that guy's just stupid because there's smart people that I believe fall into the wrong part of this category is that there are two people, two types of people in this world. One, people that get it. And two, people that don't get it. And the people that don't get it don't get that they don't get it. Um, and it being like just how to be in life and how to act and how to be a person. Yeah. And I think over time, some of that got chalked up to social anxiety and, and, and insecurity. Well, not even insecurity, more anxiety. Yeah. And I think that's why people, some people take meds for that kind of stuff and stuff like that. And I get that. But then there's other people that like, it's this weird, and it, it fits into the people-pleasing ego assertiveness thing. It's a delusional assertiveness. It's a thing where to have the misled assertiveness to turn around and say that to another person is like, oh, you need to, you, you got to check yourself as well. Yeah. You know, it's like, you, you, don't, you don't say certain things out loud. You said the quiet part out loud. You know, people say that. <laughs> you said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> well, that, you know that one should have been just for you. Yeah. <laughs> that should have been a you and you conversation. <laughs> you psychopath. But... You're, it's also when you when you're not and and I feel bad I you know I feel bad a little bit maybe the guy is kind of dopey but like it's one of those things where you're you're like kind of forcing the other person to be a little bit mean because they very nicely have to be like did you not understand that that's what's happening here I don't think he had any idea I don't think he had a clue yeah. no. But my dad, I think he was just Pulp like, Fiction is probably still one of his favorite science fiction movies. <laughs> his favorite horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, Army of Darkness and Pulp Fiction. <laughs> you know, the one where uh, John Travolta goes into the Lazarus pit. <laughs> it comes back to life. Um, but but this, that being said, we do have to do our Jerk of the Week. We do have a Jerk of the Week, and it is none other than... Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Do you want to explain why, Ray? Well, my I called my, my talked to my mom on the phone yesterday. She took my little nephew to Chuck E. Cheese on a on a on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Goes there, and my nephew's all excited to see Chuck E. Cheese, which, which I he, get. I used to freak. It's the best. Oh my god! Which he has no idea that it's just a you know teenager in a costume, right? So Chucky's nowhere to be found. Right, and my mom. He's MIA. He's MIA. He's, I, I don't. I don't know what he's doing. I don't. I don't know. You know, if it's midterms <laughs> or finals. Chucky got grounded. Yeah, Chuck, Chucky's <laughs> in trouble. When he want to go to work. Yeah. yeah or if he's in a trap, you never know with those mice. <laughs> and my mom says, "Hey, is uh, Chucky Cheese coming out to one of the employees?" And they go, "No, Chucky is only on the weekends." So he's only booked to headline weekends. At the, the Chuck E. Cheese venue in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Chuck E. has a better career than both of us. I'll do weekday spots. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd be working on a Tuesday, please. So here's the thing. My mom was like, oh, why? Is it just a new thing? And it is because they don't have the staffing to get a Chuck E. Cheese in there. But here's the thing about that. Like, I think if you are Chuck E. Cheese... You just sacrifice somebody in the kitchen to put on the freaking suit and go out and walk around. That seems like secondary to the food at that place. Well, I, but I think that that's what it is. Is probably, it, I don't think it means that Chucky didn't show up to work that day. No, it means that I think he's a janitor today. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's cleaning. I think Chucky e. Cheese is cleaning toilets. 
<laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Chuck like, e. Cheese comes out wrapping starter from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> he, Chuck E. Cheese is emptying the in the mouse traps in the back. <laughs> Which is mouse on mouse crime, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but the uh no, yeah, I think that's just a problem everywhere. But when you have a staffing shortage and it's ruining the lives of children, <laughs> just disappointing kids who came to see a oh. giant mouse and eat some pizza. I'm sure my nephew was pissed. Um, yes, I'm sure he was so disappointed. When you're a that's kid, like, that's like telling your kid that that Spider Man's going to come for your for um his birthday party or something, and then they're like, hey. Last minute, Spider-Man got caught up. Sorry, yeah. can't make it. Like he's actually cutting the grass instead. When you're dealing with, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, Spider-Man had a uh, he had a gig at the local uh, <laughs> fucking sunglass hut. Yeah. Spider-Man's hosting a bingo tonight <laughs> at the VFW. But because when you're a kid, you don't understand that you think Chuck E. Cheese is Chuck E. Cheese. So if you're like, hey, listen, the place couldn't hire Chuck, you're like, no, 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 it's not a. It's not a guy in a suit. It's an actual mouse that brings me joy. Well, when, when something like that happens to you as a kid, you remember it for a while, too. Like, I hated one of my favorite places now for years. I hated Applebee's for a while. <laughs> Why is that? Because my, my, my dad got kicked out of an Applebee's when I was a kid. Because he w- him and his buddy took me there. It was like one afternoon. How old are you? I was probably like seven, eight, uh-huh. and uh, he got kicked out of the Applebee's because I know the story now. He was too drunk to be in the Applebee's. Him <laughs> and his friend were wasted. This one, they were day drinking, and the girl comes up and it's like a young girl, and she was like, oh, "I don't think I can serve these guys." So the manager ends up coming out, and my dad's like, "Seriously, you're gonna do this in front of my kid? You know." <laughs> We're just coming here to have a good time. We're giving you money. And then they gave him, like, the, sir, you have to leave. Yeah. Now I know. My dad was a drunken asshole at a neighborhood restaurant. Yeah. And and got, you know, and got, and got booted. Me, back then, I was like, they wouldn't even let my dad <laughs> patronize their establishment. He was just being a hardworking American, trying to spend his hardworking money. Well, that's what I mean. That even that's another reason, even more so, why the kid wouldn't get the Chuck E. Cheese thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, your logic is all your per, your perception is all askew. Yeah, because you don't know about real life things like getting kicked out, being drunk, which we've all been there. I thought Applebee's was just prejudice against Pollocks. <laughs> they didn't, which which I'm sure my dad probably said at one point in the car. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, they don't like Pollocks. <laughs> I do remember one time uh, my girlfriend in high school, she thought she was going to offend me. She met my dad finally and said, hey, you know your dad kind of reminds me of, and don't take offense to this, Ricky Bobby's dad from Talladega Nights. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, well, (laughs) in fairness, he was kicked out of an Applebee's. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so let me ask you this, because you said I hated Applebee's for a while. How long did it take you to go back to Applebee's? I would say high school, I really got back into Applebee's, and now it's one of my favorite places on earth. You still like it? I fucking love Applebee's. $5 apps? Do they still have that? The $5 app thing? I, that was back in the day. I haven't gotten an app. I've been to Applebee's like twice in my life. We should go to Applebee's soon. We could do that. Dude, there is nothing that I love more than going to an Applebee's, cranking some apps, and doing like an ice cold draft beer, 
and a shot of whiskey. They have one in, in Queens. Oh, I the know. Movie theater. You know what's so funny? You you described your story about your relationship with Applebee's like some people describe their relationship with God, where they just took them forever to get back to church. <laughs> I found God again. You found God again. And usually your parents do ruin church for you. Um. Is they, that true? Well, they force you to oh, go they for, to yeah, they force classes you to go. and it makes it awful. You ever but, meet somebody who found religion later in life and they're like devout because it's, it was their choice? Yeah. I used to have a boss like that. Like my old boss from one of my jobs. And they are brutal. <laughs> I have a mini, I don't even know if it's worth saying, the mini jerk of the week story. But it's not really a jerk of the week. It's more of a, um, the take the picture thing that I told you oh, about. It's a little jerk store adjacent. It's a little jerk store adjacent, yeah. But it wasn't me that had the jerk store moment. Because I might have handled it differently. Well, what I'm talking about is uh, I was in the West Village hanging out with my friend. We were eating ice cream, and we did what, what, what young men do these days. You take a picture so you can post it online when you're eating ice cream. That's what you have to do. It's just part of life these days. I know. It's brutal. It's brutal. Anyways, uh, Ian Fidance, super funny comedian. Uh, Anyway, we're outside Van Leeuwen, which is an amazing ice cream shop. I love ice cream. And this dude is, he's like done with his ice cream. I watched, I looked at him, like he was done with his ice cream, whatever it was. And Ian goes, hey man, would you mind taking a picture of us eating our ice cream? Like, and you know, we're being stupid, whatever, whatever he said. And the guy was like, you're interrupting me. I'm in the middle of eating my ice cream. What the hell? Better be a good, he's like, better be a good picture or something. Like he was like, you better not fuck this up. Like said something really weird. And the jerk store moment was Ian. He turned around and he goes, and I was like taking it back. I'm like, let's go. I wanted to be like, yo, I'm, this guy's out of his mind. Yeah, an asshole. And Ian turns around to the guy and says what he should, what I should have said. When he goes, are you being for real? He was just like, <laughs> he's like, dude, are you, are you being for real? He said the words, are you being for real? And the guy was like, oh, nah, nah, I'm messing with you. Like it was like it was like a it was like a bit gone wrong. It's a line sack of shit. No, I I think he was joking, but he just oh. didn't have maybe he knew the you were comics too. As I'm telling the story, I'm wondering if he knew. Because he might have saw us come across from the club. So he might have been like, oh, I'm going to joke around with these guys. Maybe he was just trying to be funny. And that's what it was. That just, uh, just kind of reminded me of this um, jerk store moment I saw from afar. A guy have it. Or maybe this, I don't even know if this is jerk store as much as a guy just losing his coal. I was at a, this Chipotle in Midtown, right by where I used to work. Mm-hmm. And there was one kid that worked there that was always really stingy with the ingredients. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what, what are you fucking, yeah. Steve Chipotle, you yeah. own this place? What are you, the accountant for Chipotle? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, was there a meeting where some, where the manager was like, hey, we're giving away too much chicken. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy... He's like, he's like, I'm gonna save Chipotle three dollars and sixty five cents today. Yeah, yeah. But in fairness, this kid seemed not like I wouldn't say he seemed slow, but he was like young and kind of like timid. And this one guy uh, is going through the line, and I'm right behind him. And I knew this kid is being stingy from going in there before. Yeah. So the guy keeps going. I'm gonna do. Uh, it's this. like staying away from a bad barber when you go to the barber shop. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that guy always nicks my ear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's metaphorically nicking the shit out of this guy's ear. <laughs> <laughs> so he, in the way of no guacamole. <laughs> well, he would put like one like little like scoop of salsa in there, like barely anything, and the guy had to keep going. Come on, a little more, a little more. <laughs> what are we doing? He orders like double meat. <laughs> the kid puts like l- like what would have been a bad scoop for single meat 
And finally, like the guy has this big mound on top of it and he's finally happy, but he's so frustrated how many times he had to say to the kid, like, what the come fuck? on. Yeah. And he was even doing a thing where he'd look back at me and he'd be like, <laughs> right? And I'm just Can you believe this outrage? Yeah. And me being who I am, I'm like, I'm on both your sides. <laughs> so he The people pleaser, you're trying to like you're like on this going guy's side, but you're trying to keep the peace or whatever it is. Yeah. So then it's like he's like sliding it over, the mound falls off of the bull. And I'm like, ah fuck. Into what? Like onto the place where they're making it. Like if he's making him a burrito bowl, it falls off. <laughs> So then he has to put more ingredients back on, and the guy's like, ah. So they close it up. The guy's so pissed off already, and he touches it and pulls his hand up, and it was closed. The package was closed, but there's guacamole everywhere. Dude's hand's covered in guacamole. And this is where he takes the, the thing, slides it across the counter as hard as he could. It shoots back behind the counter at Chipotle. And he's like, fuck this place, walks out, boots a chair across the restaurant <laughs> and goes outside and i go through the line i get my stuff everybody's really uncomfortable it's awkward yeah and people are like well that guy overreacted and there was girls behind me like he's such an asshole and then i thought about it on my walk back you work eight hours at least when you have a regular job which it seemed like that guy had yeah and that was probably the one part of his day. That he was really excited about. That he was excited about and was going to sit down and get to eat his lunch. And then he just went through that entire gauntlet of abuse from this kid who didn't know what the hell he was doing. And the, the well, I told you, it's one of those things where, now we're joking about the kid like wanting to save Chipotle money, but do you think it might have just been a thing like, hey, there was some 16-year-old kid that was just nervous, didn't kind of know what he was doing, so he was he was thought he was being normal with the with the the amounts, but that he was giving them, but he just he didn't get it, like he didn't realize the amount, he didn't know it by feel, you know that kind of thing. There because I told you my story that I kind of side with the kid because I was 16 and I worked at a, a, a Carvel. And I gave the guy that soft serve cone. I told you about that. I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, I worked. I thought I could have sworn I did. If I did, guys, I apologize. But I worked. I was like my my first like real job. The job before that I had was like I was fourteen. I folded papers at a stationery store. So and I got paid twenty bucks a week. This is like very such an old time yeah. sentence. I remember when I used to fold papers at a stationery store. Just just a, just a little Sean with one of those cabbie <laughs> hats on, like extra extra. Read all about it. <laughs> Suspenders. The boys have stormed Normandy again. <laughs> so anyway, so my first real job was like at this Caravel that was like a ten minute drive from my house. My dad would drop me off there. And I was such a ball of nerves when I was a kid, the, the people pleaser thing and whatnot. Wanting to, like, you know, everything is like, it, basically, it was like I was becoming a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. It's like that level of like importance where I was like, oh my God, yeah. I can't mess this up, right? And so the guy, they didn't really teach me how to do the soft serve machine with the, uh, at the, at the Carvel, whatever, right? For, for, yeah. the, for the soft serve ice cream. And this guy comes in and he orders like a vanilla cone, something very basic. And I'll try to describe it. Like I, I make him a cone, and I was like screwing it up, and I got just a little bit right. So I just gave him a cone with barely any ice cream. <laughs> like, like it was like you're know, like the top of the cone. That was the whole cone. It was like that. That was, that was like 
the little tiny top with the curl. That was once I got to that point, I'm like, okay, I didn't screw it up. I, I gave it. So I handed it to him, and he goes, "This is all you get these days." And I go, "Yep, just keep it." I just gave it to him for free. I, just gave it to him. <laughs> I thought I told that story no. on the podcast, right? Yeah. So I'm like, no, no, just go because the boss was in the back, like he was in the back room, and I was, I was like, flop sweat, sweating bullets, hoping he wasn't going to come back and see me screwing up the soft serve. Do you ever wish that now you can go back in time and not change anything miraculous or, you know, really like change your life, but just go back to a moment like graduate like that. college? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, but just go back to your younger self and be like, hey, man, this doesn't matter that much. Who gives a shit? Uh, every day of my life <laughs> to have to go back and even if you did like, I thought you were going to say like an actual moment, like uh, which which there's many of no, when you're that a kid. moment right there, like when you were so nervous and you to just go back, like, hey, it's Sean from the future. Y- you know, this doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. Hey, you did the the Tonight Show a couple <laughs> months ago. They gave you a T-shirt to prove it. <laughs> I'm surprised it took you this long to bust I, my balls about that. I'm wearing it right now, Sean from the past. Well, that's the that's the problem that arises. Right, you wouldn't know about this, but when you're successful in comedy, when they give you swag at these things, I have multiple uh, pieces of swag from various show business uh, uh, accomplishments that I've, I've I've accrued over the years. I have you know, a I have a mug from the Tonight Show. <laughs> I'm not telling you where I got it and how I got it. Why don't you tell the people where you got it? Right, I got it from Jimmy. Personally, from like Jim. you dropped it over your house, J Bun, Jim Fallon. Yeah. J-Fal? He gave it to me when I introduced the two of you. <laughs> Wait, you got us together, is that what you're saying? Yeah. And that's how, why I did the show? Uh, yeah. Are you sure that's what happened, Ray? Yeah, uh, you know, that's how it's going to be in my book. <laughs> <laughs> the Ray Zawadney yeah. story? <laughs> what would the title of the Ray Zawadney story be called? Fortunate Son. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that yeah. you haven't thought about that <laughs> multiple times. You came out with that too quick that you didn't have that locked and loaded and ready to go. Yeah, because that's how the documentary starts with that song. <laughs> just my mom, it's just my mom in the delivery room. <laughs> Some folks were born silver spoon in hand. And I just shoot out of her coochie. And when they cut to your dad, he's getting chased by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just he just he just gets a call at the bar and he's like, holy wait, I'm having another kid. <laughs> Ah, shit. Uh, what's a good name for him? Uh, my name is Paul Raymond. Name him Raymond Paul. Just reverse mine. All right. I'll be there in 20. He hangs up the phone. I'll be there in 20. And he says to the bartender, I'm going to do another round. <laughs> round for everybody. I just had a kid. I thought you said you'd be there in 20. <laughs> that usually buys me an hour. Fortunate son. I love it. Um, but yes, I, I am wearing my, I actually asked you before we started recording, I said, should I even wear this for the video? Because I, I like the shirt, but I can't, you can't wear shit like this to spots. It just looks like you're a pro wrestler with a, with a big, one of those big like, uh, robes on that has like the Mr. Wonderful on the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> just wearing your own merch. I did a while ago, and I'm kidding about what I was saying before, but I do have a couple of things like this from stuff that you do. And I did... When I did the half hour, I do like a half hour of the Comedy Central one. They give you, it's a really nice sweatshirt. You show me it. Yeah. They give you a sweatshirt that says the half hour on the sleeve and then your name 
embroidered like a wrestler on the back of the thing. It says Donnelly just on the back of the thing. And it's really cool, but I've worn it three times in my life when I know that I'm going to be nowhere near comedy. Do they not know comedians? Like, that is an awesome gift, and it's it's really, it sounds cool, and it looks cool, but they know that every comedian would have... Get re- would be getting ready to go out, put that on, take it off, put it on, take it off. Like, I can't wear this. I'm going to get roasted for this. Or yes. Everybody's going to think I'm trying to flex. That's exactly what I did, would do. I'd yeah. put it on and I'd be like, I want to wear it. Because now I actually lost enough weight where it fits me. It didn't fit me for years. Yeah. And then now I'm like, I want to wear it. And one day I knew I was be bumming around the neighborhood. And it was like a couple months ago. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to get a sandwich. I'm going to put it on. I haven't worn it. I'll just wear it today. Bumming around. And I go to George's and I see our friend Colin Chamberlain. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, don't tell anybody that I'm wearing. Don't tell anybody that I'm wearing. <laughs> and he goes to take a picture, like fucking around. Of course, that's that. That would be the one day where you're walking the block and every Astoria comedian yeah. is just walking past. Yeah. When you wear stuff like that, you you, you go around your corner and there's a comedian parade going on <laughs> with every New York City comic. Everybody's walking through. Yeah, yeah. There's elephants. Donnelly's wearing his Comedy Central jacket. Collectively 300 people just point and laugh at your sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, but I... I um, I've seen people wear, I wear club stuff that I've worked, but then I also have a thing where, like, I have a sweatshirt that, it's kind of big on me now, but, like, from the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, and I like the sweatshirt, but I won't, I felt weird about wearing it to, like, other clubs. Oh, like you were? Like, I'm insulting the club or something? Like you were eating a Big Mac at a Wendy's? Yes, right, yeah. exactly. I, like, I, that's like a people pleaser thing where I'm like, oh, they're going to get upset at me if I'm wearing, and then I went to a club one time, everybody had on, like, other club stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm overthinking this. Well, you know what was a, uh, a, a th- you know, we're talking about going back in time and telling yourself, like, yo, this doesn't really matter, right? <coughs> yes. I think what we should come as a homework assignment, come back with moments. I like that. Because I, I know in general it happens. You know where it actually happens naturally? The minute you graduate high school. Minute I graduated high school, I almost like I would say maybe not even a month later, I had this epiphany where I was like, none of that mattered, like none of it, like because you yeah. drop you. It's almost like if you quit comedy tomorrow, there's about four hundred people that you would never probably see again in your life, and you'd probably be like, oh my god, I I worried so much what people were thinking about me when in actuality, it didn't matter. Same thing with high school. Oh my god, I'm not going to be in contact with a lot of these people. Well, did I ever tell you about how I quit my first job? Quit a lot you of jobs this way. Might have, yeah. Um, it, I, I, I was a dishwasher when I was like 14, 15, and I called off work to go to a Steelers preseason game with my brother, and then that was the last day I had scheduled, and I used to always get the schedule on my last day for the next week. Yeah. But I never called to get a schedule because I was like, I don't really feel like working. You know, I'll call them when I feel like working. Yeah. Which wasn't really their <laughs> policy. How jobs work, but okay. Yeah. That was mine when I was 14. And then finally. <laughs> I'd like to work here, but I have an open door policy where I just walk in and out. <laughs> kind of come and go as I please. I'm more of a maverick when it comes to <laughs> being a dishwasher. Yeah. you. There's a scene where you're coming in and showing them you're washing dishes in under two minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been making me work this job for seven hours. I can do this in two minutes and 15 seconds. So what ends up happening? I just come over the intercom yeah. at the restaurant. They're like, how did he get here? <laughs> 
It's a little t- Tom Cruise impression. Um, but I, they, they started leaving me messages throughout the week. And whether it was because I just didn't feel like working there anymore or because I was so nervous that based off of those two answering machine messages at my mom's house, I thought they hated me. Yeah. So I just said, hey, I'm, I'm never going back there. But I had a paycheck to get. Yeah. And I had my mom go get it. Yeah. The Carvel... I quit after like working three times, and my dad picked up my last paycheck. My or my paycheck, the one paycheck I had for that job. What? What was your dad? Did you know your dad's experience when he went there? No, I I think the guy, the guy was nice about it. And he was like, "Ah, we're losing him." And my dad was like, "Yeah, you know, school." I think he made up some excuse, and he was like being friendly about it. But I think, um, I think I understood because I was like a ball of nerves in that job. They were really nice to my mom. But yeah. the messages they left on the answer machine were nasty. Were not nice. Yeah, because then it was a good call because they. That's actually a pretty. That's an asshole move in their part because they're like trying to bully you into it. But they knew they had to be polite to your mom because she was the adult and she's your mom and a woman and, and like. Yeah. But if you would have went in for the check, then I'm like, what the hell? And then you would have gotten like a mouthful. Just like, just like lord that over you. Well, they they would do the, uh, like the thing on the answering machine. I guess you don't want to work anymore. I guess you know. I, I, I guess you're uh, you're too lazy to come in. Yeah, the guilt, the passive aggressive guilting, and trying to make me feel lazy because I'm not working twenty hours a week when I'm fourteen. Like <laughs> this isn't the mill in the forties. Yeah, yeah. I'm know? not supporting my family. Yeah, my dad doesn't have polio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to work to make yeah. money for the family. Right yeah, now. I just wanted to buy a GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to base it on the time that what, what yeah. would have came out at that time. Yeah. Uh, well, Ray, I do think that this is the time of the podcast. Although we've come to, to the, the end of the road. Shawnee, we did it. Once again, <laughs> we made it to the end of the road. I will never be that guy. Uh, what, the baritone and a, a, a really cool R&B group? I will also not. Have you heard your voice to a point? <laughs> Once again, killing my dream that I've had for the last 15 seconds. You just said I'll never be that guy. I know. <laughs> but that's when you're supposed to go, buddy. You could do anything you want. No, go get a much darker spray tan <laughs> and just find become, some open mics. We were trying to be like, so can I get the Dominican? She was like, you get the, uh, you do the gold. Like the one I got was called gold, and I was like, is it gold? Like in my head, I'm like, am I gonna look like gold member? We're from uh, <laughs> Austin Powers. <laughs> Austin Powers. Or you just look like one of those guys in Times Square. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a gold man. <laughs> That's why those guys start that. They just there's a spray tan that went awry, and they're like, "I got to do something." <laughs> yeah, and just one dude was like, "Yo, you look awesome." Like, huh? Do I look awesome enough to put a couple dollars in this hat? <laughs> you do. Yeah, I do. Uh, let's uh, let's do what we normally do, my friend. And this thing with an awkward handshake. Thanks for joining the brand new jerks. Enjoy hot dude training. Hot dude training coming soon. Make sure to follow us on TikTok. At Brand New Jerks Pod. Uh, send us an email with any jerk store moments that you might have or a jerk of the week recommendation. That's brand new jerks at gmail.com. Follow us each separately on Instagram at Shawnee Time and at Ray B. Killing them. And is there anything else I missed? No, I think you're good. All right, enjoy the rest of your lives. Goodbye. <laughs>